podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello, hello, hello everyone, news are back listening to us on a Saturday, as always it is Saturday Draft Live, I'm your host for today, Jack Graham, and as always you can find us in anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are, we are on it, we're all over the place, so you've got no reason, no excuse not to be listening to us all the time, you can find us on Twitter, Suplex Retweet, we've got our Facebook page, we've got the community page on Facebook, we ask a bunch of questions about wrestling on there, so go check that out, we've got our website, we've got our YouTube channel, we've got Instagram, we're all over the shop, so uh, please, please check us out, follow us, do, do, do what you need to do, we're, we'll be very, very grateful, and as always, I am joined by my two fellow cohorts on this, on this marvellous journey that we've been on for just about a year now, uh, Scott McLeod, how are we doing today? I'm doing very well, Jack, yeah, that's right, uh, when we come to the end of this season after WrestleMania, and going to next season's selection show, I think that will be around by a year because you guys uh, joined me on the first official week of season five, mm-hmm. which was the first Mania to SummerSlam season. Yes, it's time flies in lockdown and when you're having fun, <laughs> isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Dave, Dave, you've 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 been here with me every step of the way as well. How are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've, same as same as you. You know, I've been joining since WrestleMania to SummerSlam season last year, but. That goes without saying. I'm still one of the the top draft competitors uh, of all time, and I'll explain why later in the show. All right, cool. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, you have not came alone today, Dave, as it is nope. well documented. as a tag team season, and if you all were paying attention last season, we introduced the the inaugural Listeners League, and the winner of the Listeners League gets to join the main competitive season of the draft the following season and our first ever winner of the Listeners League had the, the fortune of getting to team with uh, none other than Dave Hockney and it's none other than Robert Shaw. Robert, how, how are we doing today? I'm good, thanks. Good good to be here. Have you been you been enjoying the drafting experience so far? Obviously, you've, you've uh, how, how the Listener League drafts a bit different to how we draft in the main league that uh, we, we have a much more selection of what we can do, but we places are taken from us and whatnot. How how how'd you find that along with Dave? Um it's, it's been good. Um obviously losing people um picks before you get a chance to pick them makes it a bit more difficult. Um ta- it's more tactical than what it was in the listeners league. But I think we've done okay. Um I think we're holding our own. Um obviously it'd be nice to be up at the top, but we're we're we're, we're kinda of settled settled in the middle at the moment. We're hopefully we're a wee push after revolution. Oh, hi. Every chance when you've got two big title defences, we'll get onto that later in the show. As always, we'll go through our top three of the week. And I will come to you first, Dave. Mm-hmm. Third place is uh, the priesthood's captain, Ross McLeod, and myself's captain, Finn Balor, on nine points. He was uh, in a segment with Roderick Strong and then defeated him later on in the night in a non title match. Mm-hmm. We've, we, were, we were speaking before the show's recording, we said many a time before that. Finn Balor's always been a bit of a dodgy pick. He's, he's either, either does all right or he's just non-existent. But 
he's holding himself out here. He's third place overall. It's uh, probably one of Finn Balor's better seasons in the draft. Yeah, absolutely. He's been very much a marmite pick in the last seasons. Either love him for scoring so much or you hate him for not showing up. But in this instance, he's actually doing very, very well compared to past seasons. He's in the top three this week and he's now broken into the top 10. Uh, as He's the third highest scorer thus far, quite quite clearly as well, on 42 points total. And some of that has to be put down to the fact that the, the captaincy has been put on him and he had the successful title defense at TakeOver. So it just goes to show, even for somebody who's not had the best season in the past, putting the captaincy on them at the right time can prove to be very beneficial, and it has been for, for you and Ross's team. And obviously, we're, go- we're going to get to that point as well uh, next week. I'll be along with, along with your team, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about your team and what might happen next week for them. But Finn Balor has a title defense next week against Adam Cole at a potential for more points there considering captaincy doubled with that I had to pinch myself from doing my usual thing whenever you mention his name good because I generally would have booted out the call <laughs> so I what what, what what do you make of that do you think that uh, Finn Balor will he, could he, could he def- defend that title against Adam Cole will he, will he see himself in the top three again will he split um, that gap in the top three and the top ten in the listeners of the week I mean it's certainly certainly plausible but I do have another theory about that match because obviously Adam Cole is also had a bit of a bit of a spat with Kyle O'Reilly lately. So I'm wondering Kyle O'Reilly could easily just come in during that title match and cause a DQ win for Adam Cole. So I mean Finn Balor still keeps the title, but obviously he wouldn't he would actually lose points because it's a loss in a title match. So it and it sets up uh, a feud between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly because that seems to be the direction that they're going in. Uh, and it leaves an open challenge for, for Finn Balor come WrestleMania weekend, which, as if rumours are to be suspected, it could be carrying cross for WrestleMania. So it's it could certainly go either way, but I think Balor getting a win over Cole would actually halt Cole's momentum, even at the expense of Finn Balor. But I don't think Balor would lose anything if it was a DQ win for Cole. That would be a... It's a bit of an interesting one, and obviously me, me and Ross need all the all the luck we can get with the, the un, unfortunate incidents of our, of our of our team so far. But we'll we'll leave Finn Balor to the to the, to the dust for a second, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about our new WWE champion, uh, Scott Bobby Lashley, sitting second place in the top three a week for with twelve points. Obviously, you folk will be wondering why why has he got so many points? But the the first match that he was meant to have on Raw. He, uh, he won that by count out, I believe. Mm-hmm. So even though he didn't win the title at that point, it still counts as a title win. So he got the points for that and then got the points for actually winning the title in the second match. So a, a, a good night for Bobby Lashley and it's it's proved very well here for Grant and Gary. Well, I think with Bobby Lashley, we always knew he was going to be in this position, you know, given he was challenged for the title. There was a, a lot of the rumours where he was going to be in the title match at uh, Mania and not Miz, so yeah, obviously, being in those multiple title matches across the the night, and we said before, like, a, a win in a title match is still a win, whether or not, whether it's by DQ or counter or whatever, and then he eventually also won the title, which is getting a big point in itself, so it's another big boost for Grant and Gary, showing what, again why Bobby Lashley is more valuable than people give him credit for, and I think this is probably going to, again, maybe run about a second round pick, or a third round going into next season, uh, I did see David Campbell ask uh, Grant and Gary and our draft group to consider changing the captaincy. Uh, and I assume they meant to put it on Lashley, but I think 
they're doing the smart thing by keeping it on Drew because I think maybe instead of Lash to defend the tail of Fastlane, Drew will maybe win some sort of number one contenders thing and then go on to the Mania to win the title. And so if he beats Lashley, another member of their team, but still has a captaincy on, that still is a bigger benefit to them rather than lose points with Lashley potentially losing the title at Mania. And also speaking of uh, losing titles, Jack, I actually believe that uh, Ian Rush should be a bit more concerned. I actually think Adam Cole is more likely to win the title uh, uh, next week on NXT and maybe lead to some sort of triple threat scenario with Cole, O'Reilly and Balor at Mania Week. Look, Scott, Scott, don't don't butt your nose in it doesn't concern you, right? That's it. It's, it's, it's my team to worry about. You 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 leave the worrying to me and Ross. We are we are it's perfectly fine. We've we've, we've spoke to Hunter, we've spoke to Regal, we've we've got it all we've got it all planned out. We, we know what's gonna happen with with uh, Balor. It's gonna be a, a nice win. I, I think that in in how how I see it going, I don't think Cole and O'Reilly needs a title. I think Agreed. It's just something that can be itself. I think how what Dave mentioned, I think it will kind of go down that route of Balor, Cross, Cole and O'Reilly. I think that will probably main event take over instead of the NXT title, but we'll we'll find out. But I, I really hope you're wrong, Scott, because me, me and Ross don't need any more bad luck than we've already had with the likes of Rhea Ripley and then uh, Thatcher and Champa. <laughs> yeah, that was unfortunate. Like, I, did, I was sad when MSK weren't going to have their match with uh, with. Only Lorcan and Danny Birch this past week, but then it gave me a bit of a smile. I'm sorry to say, Jack, when I saw that your team had replaced them and then went on to lose in a non-title match. But I'm hopeful that with the uh, the nature of Wesley's injury not being at like, the hand, that maybe they can postpone the match and maybe have it at takeover and still get their their big one because they seem to be going on a big role MSK at the moment. I uh, the 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 untimely injury of Wesley in the Kind of halting MSK for a bit must it must be a bit of the spanner and it works for your team. But Robert, the our number one this week, seventeen points, fifty three points overall, and number one in the season as the captains of the Goat Tones, David Campbell and Ryan Gallagher, is Nyan Shana after the successful title retention on NXT. They appeared in Raw and SmackDown as well. I think. Nia and Shayna have been drafted singly in the past, but being able to be drafted as a tag team now, how how great a tag team pick was this by them two? It's a really good tag team pick, um, simply because they can float between all the different brands. Um, obviously, Yudage and um, Bianca were obviously moving between brands initially until they picked, made their pick, but they can still do it through the, through the, the road to WrestleMania. Um, they're a strong tag team. Don't really see many tag teams that they are taking it off them for a while. Um, so they'll, they'll have it up to WrestleMania at least. Um, and I, they're dominant individually. Um, and obviously as a team, they're working well, even though they don't really get on that well. Um, but I, yeah, very good, very good team. Very nice. good pick. They've got they've got their title defence and fast lane against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair again, which is a bit of a. A weird one as well. I'm very, very surprised at that. But it seems that will it be Nia and Shayna against Lana and Naomi at Mania? But oh, who knows? God. Please don't. Oh, that's oh, a raw match. That's a raw opening match. <laughs> come on, come on, to actual fuck. Lad. I'm not having that on with me. I don't care if it's tonight. Hey, listen. Uh, I mean, from me and Robert's perspective, you know, if Sasha and Bianca win this one, that only benefits us. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 
I can I can see it though is a is a build for their individual match at WrestleMania though. I think that's when they'll probably mm. go against each other. They'll at the end of the match they'll they'll lose the match and then um that's when they, they start their feud against each other because they're too friendly at the moment. But don't forget, um, but don't forget as well, Mania has two nights. So they could be defending they could lose the tag titles on the first night and then main event the second night. Yeah, that's true. That's that, that is true. Right. I think it's but it's, it's a bit of a weird build then, um, going through to WrestleMania if they're both friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that adds to the dynamic, you know, because you know, you might think, oh, they're gonna explode before Mania, or they actually explode at Mania. It's kind of like telling the story right up to the show itself. Kind of like Daniel Bryan and the Authority right up, you know, when Daniel Bryan wrestled Triple H in the first match and then main evented against Batista and Orton. Yep. Aye. It's, it's, it's who knows? It's WWE, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think if they went into uh, they went into WrestleMania's tie champs, I think they'd be better off just having the match against each other while still being tie champs and then lose them after Mania. Kind of like Cena Michaels going into WrestleMania 23 as the, the world tag team champions because, yeah, then the focus of the build is more about them getting along rather than them being at odds. And, it was, and then, obviously, if they have to drop the tag titles the first night and like lose in the, when the next night, you've not really you've lost points here yeah, the first night and then you've gained them right back on the Sunday, but you've not progressed anywhere. You've just stayed exactly the same position you were already in. I uh, certainly. It's, there's there's so many possibilities, and then you're going we're going to have this bloody announcement that Regal's going to make next week about the women's tag titles as well. I hope it's, and I hope it's that Raquel and Dakota get a fair fucking rematch because <laughs> that, that match, outside of the draft, that match was actually very pish, like legit. Dakota didn't do anything to show Shayna that she wasn't scared anymore. Now easily overpowers fucking Raquel, and then Adam Pierce. What the hell is Adam Pierce doing at the Capital Wrestling Center? With this incompetent raw referee who doesn't know about, didn't see the blind tag screwing Buddy Dakota and Raquel out of their rightful title shot. Just got to, you got a question how much the goat tone slipped into Adam Pierce's pocket for for that one. I think is it's it only benefited them, and we're seeing that in the table. We'll go through it now. Obviously, the Savage Bath Bombs of Sarah and Strack are in fifty-eight points in sixth position. Then the the two-man power trip with three R's and the word power. Are in sixty-seven points, Scott and Stephen. But also, you, we might might see you bump up a wee bit. But we'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Myself and Ross, the the priesthood are in fourth position on seventy-eight points. The Shaw Bank Redemption, David and Robert, eighty-two points. We'll speak about your team in just a few minutes. We have men on a mission that are in second place with one hundred three points after Bobby Lashley's two title wins, essentially, and then. A good fourteen point gap for the goat tones in first position for Ryan and David Campbell. It is the table's certainly starting to take shape. I still think there's going to be a few changes we'll see when we get mm-hmm. near the end of the season, but I do I, I do think the gap is starting and I do think the gap may continue to grow, but we'll I'll, we'll get on to that in a wee while. But uh, it's time to go to the Listeners League, Connor Dave. Break mm-hmm. break it all down for us. Yes, so uh, we have somebody at the bottom of the table and it's actually uh, somebody who actually didn't do too bad last season in the Listener's League, but he's now sitting at the bottom this week. Gary Morris with Quizzy Rascals sitting at the bottom on a measly 46 points. Uh, so a bit of a bad week for him. And then just above him, we have Adam Callier with Ross Kemp as a nice guy on 56 points. So those two are sitting at the bottom of the table right now. But as we go into the top five, we have a new entry into the top five this week. It's Ollie Browning 
with this Cena the. And I'm starting to see a, a particular trend here with the Listeners League coming in with the top five. So just to describe Ollie Browning's team, he's got Drew McIntyre as his team captain. He's got Alexa Bliss, AJ Styles, Bailey, and Karrion Cross with Nia and Shayna as his tag team. And I believe that was the difference maker as to what breaks him into the top five. So he's only four points above Michael Clotier with Broken in Half. So it's not a huge gap, but it's enough to to get him in the top five. And I think you'll start to see a, a trend with the two of the top five teams this week. So in fourth place, we have Dan Wood uh, up from fifth place last week. He's on 104 and a half with his team name. I was told to draw a wrestler, so I drew McIntyre. Still one of my favorite names. Uh, as we mentioned, he's also got Drew as his team captain. He also has Alexa Bliss. And the rest of his team, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, and Tony Storm. Now, Daniel Bryan has actually proven to be a very valuable uh, scorer this season. He's currently sixth in the top 10 with 23 and a half points just behind Edge. And he's also the second highest newcomer this season as he was undrafted last season. So Daniel Bryan proven to be a bit of a, a bit of a dark horse in terms of scoring. And that's what's helped move uh, Dan up the board here. So let's hope he can keep that going. Third place from the Scottish Wrestling Network, we have Billy Strachan with Billy's No Mates on 110 points. Now, Billy, he's been sort of slowly making his way up the table and he maintains third place. Also, Drew McIntyre is his team captain. Also, Alexa Bliss is round two. So we're all these teams are starting to have a, a particular trend going. He also has AJ Styles. He has Raquel Gonzalez and another high scorer purely from appearances and maybe one minor loss, but that didn't set him back. Adam Pierce, who's on 22 points. That Adam Pierce has actually been a surprisingly high scorer alongside like Daniel Bryan, and a few others, like even Sonia Deville to an extent. So, I mean, a lot of us were sort of laughing at the Adam Pearce selection. We thought, okay, you just scrape into the barrel. But no, that's not the case at all. Like, he's made a ton of appearances, and he's actually scoring a lot higher compared to a lot of the final round picks. So I think those that have picked Adam Pearce have actually, you know, done themselves a favor here. Secondly, I, don't think people, I don't think people really laughing at the idea of Adam Pearce. I think it was just a surprise that he was picked a tie team season. I think this is an individual season more people would have thought of it. And another reason I was annoyed at Ampere Stump in NXT is it got them back the bloody points that they lost on Raw when he lost a title match with it alongside Braun Strowman in that Raw tie title match because I was laughing like, ah, you're always getting appearance points but now you've lost a title match. Then the fucker got a point back by appearing on bloody NXT. Second place in the table is Alan Laurie with Peace and Jam on 119 points. You know, Alan, you know, Always quite a big scorer in the listeners' league. He's been doing very well this season again. So maybe he could he pull off a big win this time. I hope he does because you know he's been doing very well again. And I'm sounding like a broken record here. Drew McIntyre is his team captain. He also has Big E. Now he's the first person in the top five to have Bobby Lashley as his round three pick. So that's got to have helped him out massively. And he also has Sonya Deville as his final round pick and Raquel Gonzalez as round four. MSK is his tag team, and I think that might have set him back a little bit, obviously with Wesley's hand injury. But obviously, as you guys said before, Bobby Lashley with two title wins this week is what's keeping him in second place at the minute. But again, for the second week in a row, uh, Ryan Dalgleish with the People's Representatives, quite a commanding lead as well, 142 and a half points. And if you just look at his table, you can see why he's doing so, looking at his team, you can see why he's doing so well. Drew McIntyre is his team captain. Nyan Shane is his tag team. He also has Daniel Bryan, who, as we said, you know, was a big scorer. Finn Balor, as his round two pick, was in the top three this week. Uh, the only... I did say this last week as well, but his round four pick was Bailey. Now, obviously, Bailey's having a much quieter season compared to, to previous seasons, but when he's, when he's got five 
team members who are scoring that highly, uh, not just in the top 10 of the season overall, but just on a regular week-by-week basis. There's no surprise why Ryan's got a commanding lead in this table. And it's a huge turnaround from from last season when he was uh, stone dead last. So can he get his retribution and win the listeners league this time around? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if anybody was to put a bet on Ryan at this stage. So yeah, that's the, that's the listeners league for this week. And it's back to you, Jack. Yeah, I, I, I said last week about uh, I'd already has my bets on Ryan winning the listeners league and I looked forward to him making his making his way to the the main draft next next season but I'm sure there's a few folk that'll have some things to say as we close in, in the listeners league but it's there's a, there's also a reason why you're both here Dave and Robert and we're going to be talking about your team now uh Robert I'll I'll come to you first you see now you're the, you're, the, you're the guest Dave's here all the time I speak to him too much so I need, <laughs> I, need, I, need I need to speak to someone else um that's fine your 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 first round pick Bianca Belair uh Obviously, going to be facing Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. Lost a women's tag team title match. Going to be in a women's tag team title match again. Was is this what you'd envisioned for what you thought your first round pick was going to be, or did did you have someone else in mind that maybe got taken away first, like Drew or Edge? To be honest, I never thought she'd be in the tag team division. Um, certainly, I thought she'd get a lot of exposure, um, a lot of wins, good build up to to Mania for her match against Banks. Um, but the, the tag team could be a bonus for us. Um, I guess it just has to play out. Hopefully they do get the win. Um, they win the tag team titles and they run through the way it works out, the way David was mentioning earlier on. Um, top team picks, obviously, the it, we kind of get through. Obviously, she was in, in, in amongst our top group. Um, obviously, with the, the first pick being um, Roman and um, Heyman, that kind of threw it a wee bit. Um, but I was certainly happy to have her. Um, still one of our, our, our main picks, and she was strong leading up to WrestleMania, and, and she probably will take the title at Mania as well. Aye, so yeah, I, I think a very good, very good round one pick. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. see, I don't see many faults with it. But uh, Dave, something that some that was picked up by a few folk. Uh, there was maybe saying some there's a fault in your pick for drafting them at the position that he did draft and Matt Riddle. Mm. Obviously, your US champion now <laughs> did lose to Ali on uh, on Raw, but for a third round pick and for winning the title on the pay per view, he's, he's doing very well so far for you. Yeah, you know, I, I said to Robert as well. You know, I think we have to we have to sort of look ahead as to see where could these guys be booked uh, going forward ahead of WrestleMania, and we we said that the Lashley Riddle at some point Riddle's going to win the US title from Lashley. So our, our thinking was, let's capitalize on that now. And hopefully Riddle can still ride this wave of momentum going to WrestleMania. And to be fair, he has done that so far. Because even though he lost to Ali on Raw, he actually also won against Retribution. So the points sort of cancelled out there. And he is our highest scorer at the minute with 25 points. Uh, as we've said before, Vince is very, very popular or very high on him right, right now. So uh, and he's been getting a lot of exposure every week. He's been getting regular matches. He serves the he sort of the the regular points builder that we were hoping he was going to be, and it seems to have worked out very well. Yeah, I wouldn't be that worried about Ali because I think the way have shown that they don't care about him or retribution. So if he's going in a thing with a uh, thing with Matt Riddle for the US sale, that just means think more points coming your way very soon. 
Yeah, we'll take it. Probably send it to Fastlane, but uh, Robert, I have a, I had a couple of questions uh, for you. You know, uh, put you in a bit of the hot seat, given it's your first time on an ASSR podcast. Uh, yeah. I want to give you the chance to respond to a few things that have been said by uh, certain members of this this podcast. Not naming any names, not at all. But how do you respond to uh, what some people have said that you in the listeners' league, you, who tried to diminish your win last season in the listeners' league? by saying that you and the Luther's League have an easier time of it, given that you guys have to just choose from the best of what everybody else in the main season's picked, and that there is no strategy involved uh, in making your teams for the Luther's League. How do you respond to that? Well, there was obviously strategy involved. Um, certainly the advantage of the Luther's League is that you can multiple people can pick the same person, whereas in this league, that's not the case. Um, certainly strategy was involved in it. Um, when, I, when I picked Drew McIntyre, he was a champion, he was doing really well. I didn't see him drop the title when he was appearing every week, winning every week. So, in that basis, um, there is always a strategy involved when you're picking people. Um, obviously, um, maybe it's a fear factor with somebody new coming into the group. Um, a new challenge, they don't want to get beat by the new guy, the, the guy that doesn't know much about wrestling. Possibly that. Also, you know, I have said in the past, I played devil's advocate that also you guys, I think, are picking certain people for the Listeners League and the same reason that they were picked for somebody's like main season draft team. And if it doesn't work out for the person who picked them in a main season, well, it's not going to work out for whoever picked them in the Listeners League. Uh, but obviously, you did win the Listeners League. Congratulations again for that. But when you came into this season, you got given a, the wheel determined that you would team with David Hockey. Coming into the season, was there anybody you were looking to team with and what was your reaction when uh, Mr Hockney was selected as your partner? Um, it's, um, as far as David goes, I, I'm happy with, with David. Um, we we, say, we kind of share, share the same views, both analytical. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a good good team pick. Um, happy, more than happy. Um, don't really, obviously I don't really know a lot of these that well. Um, so mm-hmm. I suppose ha- having known David personally, Briefly, um, it made that a wee bit more comfortable to move in, to basically join this league, um, rather than talking to somebody I'd never really spoke to before. So that that made me feel a bit more comfortable. Um, obviously, I know Wilson and I know Strack um, as well, but David, with his analytical knowledge, certainly um, I'm very happy with the pick I got. What was the other part of the question? No, that, that was pretty much that. I think you pretty much answered both parts of that and what you we thought when you got Dave and if there was anybody else you'd, you'd like to team with when you knew you were coming into as part of a team season. So uh, I've, I've, I've got a question for you, if you don't mind. There you go. Who is anybody wanting me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know one of two people who didn't want you. Uh, <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't give you their names, but I'm pretty sure they've got Nye and Shane on their team. Aye. Mm. Uh, but you know what, Robert? I think you're in a good position with uh, with me as well because if you look at the the past uh, player performances from previous leagues, more often than not, I'm usually in the top half of the season, and I'm a former uh, draft winner of season three. So I think statistically, you know, I think we're in a, a good position uh, to be potential winners of this season, given that Revolutions this Sunday, and we've definitely. Um, I think we're certainly in a good position. You know, a lot of people would say, you know, we're just because we're the middle of the table doesn't 
doesn't mean we're going to win. I think it's uh, we're just because because we're a slow burner and we've got we still got pay per views coming up where our team will absolutely thrive in, and obviously our team members are heavily featured in in, in more shows than others. So it all, all just depends on timing, really. But if 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 history is anything to go by, I'd say we're we're in a strong position to if we if we don't win, I think we're going to finish strongly at least in the top three. Yeah, I can definitely see that. David, going off of that, you've seen very confident in your, your drafting abilities, and that takes me back to you, Robert. I uh, got a question sent to me uh, directly from David Campbell himself that he wanted me to ask you today. And he, asked, okay. he, he sent a few questions previous to that, but were all rejected because the language you used is not appropriate right. for a show <laughs> at the same on a Saturday. Right, okay. But finally, he asked a question, and he wanted to, to know honestly uh, how much really input he asked you had uh, in the draft like pick, selection process and like coming up with who your team wanted because he uh, coming in from outside coming in from the listeners like he, uh, David Campbell seems to be of the opinion that maybe David Hockney would have tried to have take the leads overall and try and basically dictate the decisions of your team how much how much give and take basically was there between your team that came to make these selections well Going through the, the actual wrestlers themselves, I didn't really have any sort of stats based on previous campaigns. So I had to rely on David for that part of it. Um, I had my ideas. Um, for example, um, David was kind of keen on Asuka. Um, I wasn't. So we kind of agreed. I mean, we, 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 as a team, we agreed um, that we wouldn't focus too much on her. Um, and I think that's probably a good, a good mm-hmm. shout. Um I would, I would personally would, I, I, I did. Obviously, when when we got the idea that um, Reigns and Heyman were going to be a team, I quite liked the idea of taking Lashley and MVP as a team. But the the issue with that is, is obviously we, we felt that Riddle was going to take the title, and then obviously the issue would be where would Lashley be as a a competitor. Obviously, we didn't really see him taking the title, um, which is which he fully deserves. Um, and I hope he has a good run. Um, but no, I think we did all right. I think we we came uh, we, we we had our, our own inputs. We drew up le- um, lists on our own, and then we compared them, and then we worked out a team for there. I I think it was good. David, yeah, but- uh, David had a lot of knowledge, um, and as I say, the scoring obviously we debated the the positions. But I we had a, I would say it was a, a team effort. Yeah, our final list, we sort of decided, you know, who do we prefer and who do we think is going to score big? And we sort of created a priority list. And when we were selecting our team, we just sort of went through our list one by one and to see who was left over. And all in all, I think we've got a very well-balanced team at the minute and we're just waiting for some uh, some big payoffs in terms of, of points. So it was almost like a waiting game with our team, you know, just wait until the right moments to uh, get our members to capitalise on points. And at Revolution this Sunday, you know, that could be that could all change, along with Io Shirai, who's our second highest scorer at 19 points. You know, she's got a title defence against Tony Storm this coming week on NXT. So there's another point uh, where we can get get a big score. Yep, mm-hmm. definitely. The, I think the thing with Lashley MVP as a tie team, I think it's still a viable option, given that they're all fair segments now together. And yeah, you wouldn't have really gained anything for, the, for Lashley's wins for the WWE title on Raw. You also probably wouldn't have lost anything for the US title, lost at Elimination Chamber, nor would you lose anything if he loses the title to Drew at WrestleMania, similar to how Caddy and Grant uh, won't really lose any major points from Roman, given he's in a tag team if Roman loses to Edge. 
at WrestleMania. But speaking of uh, Grant and Gary, yeah, their team member Tony Storm is going against your team member uh, Io Shirai on Wednesday for the NXT Women's Championship. A big uh, match, and a lot of people thought that Tony Storm would come out of Takeover Vengeance Day with the title. That didn't obviously happen. Uh, looking at your team, yeah, Io Shirai and Bianca Belair, both of them actually both their individual scores are higher than Asuka's like, individual score at the minute, who's on uh, Gary and Grant's team. So I think you did actually make the smart decision this particular season for not going with Asuka. But mm-hmm. also, it, it, it does seem like uh, right now it's between you guys and Gary and Grant for competing to see who can kind of close that gap right behind uh, the goat tones at the minute. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, also, um, Riddle. As a wrestler, as, 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 a, as a character, I'm not really a big fan of him up mm-hmm. until the Rumble. Um, he had a good Rumble and it just reminded me when in the match of Ashawn Michaels um, in the basis that he just it was just a warrior. He just kept fighting and fighting against the odds sort of thing. And ever since then, I've, I've kind of worked him and, he's, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy I've got him on my team. As he's a top goal scorer, he's, he's a top scorer. So um, mm-hmm. long may that continue. I just hope it wins, keeps keeps lighting them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, sorry, Jay, I feel like I've kind of taken the control of the show. Do you have anything else you wanted to ask, uh, David and Robert? Yeah, no, now no, I can. I, I'll get I'll get back to asking questions. You've, you've covered. You've been able to cover quite a bit there. Uh, obviously, we've got a pay per view coming up on uh, Sunday, AEW Revolution, and you have two of your picks that are going to be performing at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll ask you about the tag team title picture first because I think if I, if I was to throw my two cents in there I think this is the one that maybe you should be a bit worried worried with I, I if I if I had to hedge a bet who I think is winning this I do think it's going to be MGF and Jericho but obviously your, your, your thinking behind this was that you're going to get a tag team champion you were going to have them defend their belts was that was that your prominent thinking on that pick Dave? Yeah, we went with the Young Bucks as one of our safest bets because, <coughs> excuse me, um, if, it, if it wasn't Young Bucks, I reckon we probably would have got Nia and Shayna, but we sort of prioritised them. Um, we actually think the Young Bucks are, were going to retain because the inner circle seemed to be in the middle of this civil war and stuff. And given that, you know, there's a casino tag team battle royal as well, our, my personal thinking behind that is is sort of reliant on this result. And... But we know the Young Bucks, so, you know, they're a big draw for AEW and they could still have a feud with the Good Brothers, you know, have tag team champions versus tag team champions from Impact. And I think that adds the prestige to this feud. So that's why we think they're going to retain and hopefully carry AEW as its tag champions against a rival company, whereas the Inner Circle could still potentially be dealing with uh, with problems within the faction. So and that's... We do have a bit more worried about this match as opposed to the other match that we have a representative in, but I think we're confident of a we're confident that the the Bucks will retain this one. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, you'll more likely get the points for Kenny Omega retained than the Bucks. Kind of looking at it from a risk perspective, but I think if you get both, then it's a major boost for you guys up the table, and uh, then you know you have to worry about going forward uh, next week as EO's title defense. But I do agree that. There's a chance that Bucks can retain. You know, they're talking about Sammy Guevara, how they don't like his name being mentioned. He could always return at Revolution and to cost MJF and Jericho the titles uh, or something like that. And part of me is even going with the Bucks because that means if because if Jericho and MJF win, I'm pretty sure that means the title people you title win 
even if Darby Allen wins in Street Fight later on, their interact would overtake me and they would, would put us in last place, and I don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> as as just mentioned there as well, obviously you have Kenny Omega and your team defending the world title, mm-hmm. uh, Robert, against John Moxley, and uh, exploding barbed wire death match, where the fuck it is, I don't know. Something okay. stupid anyway, but I do see a very good retention here for you. And obviously, Kenny Omega's your captain, so it should be some decent points. I feel come that mm-hmm. point, drink. Was was Kenny Omega ever in your sights for your first round pick, or were you hoping just to try and get him on the sly in round two? First round pick, um, it wasn't, I, I wouldn't say it was probably our first round pick. Um, it was there or thereabouts, but we, we being third pick, um, it wasn't in our top three. Or top four, um, but certainly the Kenny Omega match, I can see him certainly retain. Um, the match seems to be set up more for Moxley, which would lead you to believe that he's maybe going to win. But I think an Omega, I think Omega will keep the belt. Um, I think it's, I think it's just, I think they'll some sort of shock that he's managed to hold on to the title. Um, when really, he, I would still say he was a favourite personally, but. Given the fact that the match is more suited towards Moxley, um, I think our guy will, will come out on top. Mm-hmm. But um, it wasn't really worth. I, I say it was. I think it was. I, I can't remember the actual listing position, but I'm pretty sure it was like fifth, approximately. Yeah, he was quite high on the the list, not within the first round. But I think if he was there, still come round two, we were going to take him. Yeah, mm. we jumped on him. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think a, a costly error by Sarah and Strack to choose Britt Baker over Kenny Omega is what sort of uh, let us pluck a bit of thin air there. Oh, hey, yeah. they, they have the buy-in. Come on, they've got a tag match in the buy-in. They'll get some pay-per-view points. Nobody cares yeah. about the buy-in. It's all about the main event. It's all about baby. Yeah. Obviously, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to uh, send you on your way. Obviously, Britt Baker is going to be involved in a... In a tag team buy-in show thing. I'm sure Sarah and Shark will be hoping to get the points from that. I think they need it, considering of where uh, Britt Baker was drafted. But, but who am I to talk about stupid uh, draft decision picks when my, when, our, when our first round pick hasn't shown up yet? But uh, your your last round pick, Scott, obviously Darby Allen, you've, you've, you've already mentioned this just before, that it's going to be in a street fight with Sting against Team Taz. Are you a bit sad that it's not going to be a TNT title match when Tony Khan's just came out and said that he's got to defend it. I think it's either next week or the week after. And if he doesn't, uh-huh. he for- has to forfeit the title. I don't remember hearing that. I know he does have a which is, uh, I think, really be a big factor in her season because also we've got to think about street fights. And it's Sting's first match since 2015. And I don't think they'd have him lose it. Like, eventually he will lose, obviously, matches and put people over. I don't think he'll do it in his first match back. And also, the team will go inside Derby, give Derby a big win, and maybe help Derby put an end to this long-running feud with, uh, with Team Taz. But yeah, then you got to look at the ladder match later on, where well, nobody in that is uh, an A1 draft team. That that bit winner of that match does get a future title match against Derby, and you got to think who's more likely to, for Derby to retain against. Because in that match, you got Penta, Scorpio Sky, Lance Archer, Max Caster, Cody, and a sixth man who is yet to be announced. He'll probably reveal the night who one of the only people apparently knows about it is Tony Khan. So that has me a bit nervous, but if it is next week or the week after and we get a successful Derby retention, then, you know, it goes against show this is probably Derby's, it might be Derby's best season so far because in the past, like, Ryan's picked them and uh, Quacko's picked them and he hasn't always worked out. But so far, 
he's not been the, the worst pick for me and for me and Stephen. Ah, yeah, so you'll be, you'll be hoping it gets you into a, a good stead, but that is that is all the time we have today for Saturday Draft Live. Obviously, we were speaking a bit about AEW Revolution there. And if you want to find out a bit more about it, we've got a live stream tomorrow, don't we, Scott? You will be breaking down the card, what's going to be happening there. Yeah, we're only sticking to like, matches that had really anything to do with our specific uh, team, uh, because also we had a full card like, rundown. Some matches also get more time than others, and I don't think really many of us care about Chucky T and Orange Cassidy v. Miro and Kip Sabian. So, you know, some matches will get more uh, time to talk about them. We'll have more fees on who's going to win. Uh, I do say that Robert and Steve do have a good opportunity to close the gap behind the goat ones who don't have anybody on Revolution, and nor don't I think Gary or Grant do either. So, with at least one good title defence, that takes them in a good stead, but then I think Gary and Grant, if uh, Tony Storm manages to defeat Io Shirai, they, they then will be back in the hunt. It'll be a bit of a, become a bit of a three-horse race the last couple of weeks in the, the top of the table, but before we go, I do actually want to ask about one of your picks there, guys, uh, where I know we talked about Riddle was considered a, a questionable pick. I want to talk about Carrie and Cross for a second. I actually don't think Carrie and Cross has really paid off you the way you would probably hope for. Because, yeah, he got that one over Santos Escobar, but he's not been appearing as regularly. And given the whole thing that Ballard's involved in the Adam Cole-O'Reilly storyline at the minute, I do think it'd be sort of random just to take Ballard then push him into a thing with Cross. I don't think the thing with Cross is happening for a while. I think we all assumed it was, and I think that's why you guys picked him. But I think Cross is going to be looked back on at the end of the season as a guy you probably you could have done better with that pick. Hey, listen, nobody's team's perfect, okay? I mean, look at Grant and Gary's. Where's Keith Lee been? You know, not seen him anywhere. Uh, Scott and Steven took a punt with Kushida. Uh, lost the North American title match. Hasn't really done much since. The Goat Tones picked Alexa Bliss as a round two pick. She's only got, she's scoring less than Cross at the minute. So it's, I mean, the, the last round pick's meant to be sort of someone you sort of take a stab on. And we assumed Karrion Cross would win the NXT title at some point uh, between now and WrestleMania. Uh we're on the on the assumption that he was going to make weekly appearances, but obviously that hasn't turned out. That's just the way you play the draft. Sometimes you've got to take a punt, and sometimes it doesn't work out. So, but I don't think either of us are upset about uh, picking carrying cross. I think we went out with a lot of confidence, and it just hasn't gone the way we wanted. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Robert, I interrupted you. What did you say? No, no, that's all right. I, I just say I agree with that as well, um, David said. Um, obviously, picking a guy that's undefeated, um, strong on the, on the brand, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a disappointment. He's not had more exposure. Um, hopefully, hopefully um, he somehow finds a way to get into that title picture for Mania. Because um, Dana never lost the title and he'd be a strong, he's got a strong case for, for being involved in it. But obviously with the Adam Cole Baller, um, storyline it's hard to it's hard to wedge him into it mm-hmm. yeah I think it's just a bit of first time on your point yeah, I do agree Dave like nobody seems where we all got that one pick that's kind of letting us down yeah I agree with you about the goat tones with Alexa Bliss I think she, I thought she'd be appearing more regularly than she, she has been on the show but I, mean, I think she will play a factor though going forward like if Wyatt and Orton have a match at WrestleMania she will get involved in one way or another but uh, I do agree that uh, certain teams, I think, like uh, a lot of focuses went on Matt Riddle, given the, his placement. I think because 
Cross was a, a last round pick. Nobody's really picked up on his uh, progress lately, which I don't think is high as I know you guys were hoping for. That's just the point I wanted to make before we wrapped up. A very good point indeed. But yes, it's, it's time to finish up. Scott, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Jack. Uh, good job hosting uh, this time when it was your turn. Uh, the, uh, the 10, 20, 30, 40% of whatever, whatever it actually, <laughs> actually was. But uh, it's, it's all right. It's all right, Dave. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah, thanks for having us, Jack. And Robert, thank you for coming on to your first show in ESSR. It's been a great time having you. Thanks very much. I've absolutely loved being on. It's been I've I've got I've had a right good time. Um and you've you have been quite gentle with me as well, so I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I we're, we're we're good guys at heart at heart, don't worry. But that is that has been Saturday Draft Flag everyone. We'll see you next week when we'll speak about what's happened at Revolution, the title defence at NXT. Look a wee bit how the draft will be affected in Fastlane and so much more. See you later on. Sports Social Podcast Network.